0: This is Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 130, What I Learned from My Dad. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech-language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast. I am happy to have you here. It is the middle of June. And yesterday actually marked 20 years since my dad passed away. He died June 13th, 2003. It seems like so long ago, but at the same time, it seems like just yesterday. So in celebration of his life, I thought I would share today some of the things that he taught me. I find it incredibly sad that he died and my life now is nothing really as he knew because when he passed away, my boys were just babies and so much has changed. Career-wise, I went into private practice and then I eventually came into coaching as well. I got divorced. I remarried. I moved. I gained three stepkids in my remarriage. And then things have just continued to change over the years as things do in just so many ways. So it's strange to think that I am surrounded by a life that he never was a part of while he was here on earth. But I do see him all around. I see him in my boys. They have very chatty natures, both of them, when they get to know you at least. And my dad was a talker. And I see it in some of their quirkiness especially in the way that they walk or they talk. One of my boys has my dad's very distinct walk and he even loves to go on long walks like my dad did. And I can even see so much of my dad in my husband, even though my husband never got to meet my dad, but I see it in some expressions and mannerisms and and really in the kindness and his intelligence and ability to retain information and teach information that truly was who my dad was. Then there's some things that I see in myself, the things that I have grown to love, my love of learning, my love of walking, and even my love of getting up early to see the world before it wakes up. I totally get why my dad used to do that now. And I often feel closest to him when I am on vacation or when I'm going for a walk. I imagine him walking beside me. I hear his laugh. Or I remember his stories, his crazy, crazy, long stories. And whenever we travel to Europe, I go into many churches and I can picture him there with me as he also loved churches of all kinds. If I see a Danish or a pastry, I'm drawn to it because he loved them. And he always brought them to me, even though I don't really like them. So many little things. But today I really wanted to share some of the things that I learned from him. Hopefully you can glean some glimmers and snippets from what I share. So the first thing that I did learn from my dad is to walk daily You've likely heard me say that it's one of the best ways you can complete the stress cycle and grow your zone of resilience is through movement. And walking is a great way to get that movement in. Now, my dad walked for hours at a time. I'm not exaggerating. He loved to walk. He used to walk to work. He was a teacher and he worked in several different schools around us. And often if he could, he would walk. And when he retired, he still walked for like, kilometers and kilometers at a time. He would be gone for hours. Sometimes we'd be like, where is he? And he'd be out for a long walk. Well, when he got sick, he passed away from cancer. It actually spread to his bones and he was not able to walk. And he told me in some of those last few weeks that when he closed his eyes and drifted off, he often felt like he was walking. Now at his funeral, it was a pretty large funeral. He was very well loved. And at his funeral, people came up to me that I had no clue who they were, but they said that they knew him from his walks because he would always stop and talk and spend time to get to know him. So that's part of the reason why he was gone for so long, because he was talking to so many people. And I also remember spending time with him walking. When I was a kid, he would take us to downtown Montreal which Montreal is where I was raised. And we went walking together. We would walk on St. Lawrence Street. Or as an adult, I remember walking with him, pushing my stroller when my oldest was a baby. So he taught me the importance of walking. Walking is good for everything. It's good for the heart. It's good for stress. It's good for relationships. So walk daily. The second thing I learned from my dad is to learn. Now, my dad was a student for life and a student of life. He actually had a pretty rough start. He dropped out of school in grade seven to work, but he never really had learned a whole lot in those years when he was in school. When he applied for a job later on in life, he always tells the story that his boss pointed out that he had spelled his own last name wrong. But that boss ended up giving him a chance, gave him a job. My dad worked the night shift and during the night shift, this boss taught him to read and to write. Now from there, my dad went on to finish high school. He went to university. He went to teachers college and then he completed a master's. He loved to take any courses that he could. When he retired, he took writing courses and even went to the local college and did an accounting certificate just for challenge and interest. Now, he was actually at my college at the same time as me. We both took the same accounting course at the same time with the same teacher, but in a different class. So that was kind of funny. It was kind of strange. At the time, I don't think I appreciated how sort of cool it was that my dad was willing to go back to school just for the love of learning. He was also an avid reader. He just learned everywhere. He knew a ton, about a ton of things. And that actually was one of the things that really drew me to my husband was my husband's knowledge was so broad, like my dad's. And I also see it with my kids. Like, where do they learn so much? And then of course, I have always been addicted to learning at any given time. I'm taking courses and trainings I have like a note on my phone that I keep adding all the courses that I want to take. And I really do thank my dad for the desire to be a lifelong student because I love to learn. Now, the third thing my dad taught me is to tell stories. My dad was a storyteller. Now, sometimes he would tell the same story over and over, which got annoying, but storytelling was something that he loved to do. And of course, there's a reason why we all love to listen to stories, although maybe not over and over, but our brain loves them. Stories help us pay attention. And something that is really cool is when we hear or see a story, the neurons in our brain fire in the same pattern as the speakers, which is a process called neural coupling or mirroring. And different areas of the brain are activated during story creation and processing. We can get all emotionally charged up when we hear a story, and parts of our brain will even release dopamine. So it's actually easier to remember stories that are emotionally charged too. But I highly doubt this is why my dad likes storytelling, although I'm sure he had read all about the benefits of storytelling. But I'm glad that he shared, and I really wish I had listened more. But I was barely out of my 20s when he passed away. So I had not learned to truly appreciate the wisdom of my dad at that point. Now, my dad also loved to write. His dream was actually to be a writer, not a teacher. I know teaching got to him after a while. He actually ended up retiring earlier than he had anticipated. I think teaching was just difficult for him. His passion was writing. He also loved to write poetry and we are lucky to have a bit of his writing as he had started to write some of his life story. So writing, I guess I also learned from him the importance of writing and not just about learning. There's that saying, the palest ink is better than the strongest memory. Write, record and document however you want to do it. That is what I learned from him, but capture it all. Now, my dad had served a mission for our church back in the 1950s in Tahiti, and we were thrilled when my son, who had decided to serve a mission for our church, was also called to Tahiti. My dad had kept journals from his mission, and it was in reading some passages one night when my son had returned from Tahiti that my son was flipping through, and he actually read the names of people that he knew. In fact— One family that my dad was very close to ended up being the same family that Zach had lived next door to. And on his days off every week, Zach had gone to this family's home to use their computer and Wi-Fi to video chat with us. So the grandfather of this family who lived next door was actually somebody that my dad knew very well and was very close to. Now, we had no clue that that happened or we had no clue that Zach was connected to the same family until we saw the family name written in the journal. And then Zach was able to reach out and confirm and talk to the grandfather and find out that he did in fact know my dad. So it is such a small world. It was such a tender mercy for my son because he was there during the chaos of COVID and to know that he had connected with a family that had also Loved and really taken good care of my dad was kind of special. So record and write because without those journals, without my dad recording that information, we never would have made the connection. So my dad taught me the importance of writing, not only when he was alive, he's also taught me the importance of writing even after he has passed away. Now, the fifth thing my dad taught me is you are never too old. And this kind of ties into what I touched on already. My dad went back to do his accounting certificate after he had retired. And he ended up also submitting articles for magazines that he had written. He also started weightlifting. He wasn't afraid to be the oldest guy there. And this is something that he just wanted to try and start doing. Now, coincidentally, my grandmother on my mother's side taught me this important thing too, that you are never too old. When she passed away, we all got to pick a picture from the collection of the hundreds she had painted over the years. She picked up painting as a hobby when she turned 65 and she was really good at it. So, you know, you never are too old. Now, the sixth thing my dad taught me is remember who you are. This is something that he used to remind me of when I left the house. He was very big into being a part of a family and having a family name and also on a deeper level to remember who I was and what I stood for. And it was important to him that I knew that. And so he always wanted to remind me. This was really important to him, I think even more so because of who he was and what his history was. And the seventh thing he taught me ties into this. He was a transition person is what I'll call him. My dad had a lot of trauma growing up. Not that he called it that back then, and not that we referred to it back then, but essentially what he had experienced now that I am more versed in trauma, he experienced a lot of childhood trauma, a lot of abuse, poverty, alcoholism, just plain misery in his home. And he never really wanted to talk much about it. He always just said it was bad. That's how he always left it. I knew, though, that he took pride in stopping that cycle. He was that transition person. It stopped with him. We did not have to endure any of that kind of trauma or any of that kind of abuse, which I think really sends a message of hope. Because you're not destined to repeat your parents' mistakes, you are able to change, you are able to make choices, choose to lead a better life. Now, was it hard? Yes. My dad suffered from mental health challenges, and near the end of his life, he struggled with a lot of demons from his past that I will likely never understand. But he also showed me, by how he lived, that healing is possible. The eighth thing that I learned is all about service. My dad was such a great example of service. My mom still is too. I seriously have a lot to learn from both of them. Both of my parents have always reached out to other people, always went out of their way to help, to serve, to contribute to their church, their community, their neighborhood. And I saw it at my dad's funeral, the number of people he had served and touched and helped. They all came to his funeral and paid their respects. And I heard story after story about how he had touched their lives. And they were coming from all walks of life. They were coming from his church friends, his neighborhood friends, his work friends, family friends, the people that he met on his walks. My dad was able to reach and serve everybody from every walk of life. Now, the ninth thing that I learned is It's all in the small moments, and this is probably the biggest takeaway that I take from him, because I think that is what you miss when somebody passes on. It's the little things. Now, of course, holidays and special occasions are sad when the person is not around, but it's the tiny things that I remember and I miss. And those are the things that he invested in in the moments that I remember the most. The memories I have are kind of sporadic, but they fill a lifetime. Things like sitting on his shoulders, drinking cream soda from a bottle at one of our family friend's cottages, him running to my aid to remove a fish hook from my neck. Just camping with him, walking with him, watching him water the garden, getting ice cream with him, swimming in the ocean with him when we would go on some family trips to Maine. He would drive me to the train station in the wee hours of the morning to get to school when I was going to school downtown. Just laughing at his ongoing stories about Tahiti and hearing him speak or sing, which was even better in Tahitian hearing his terrible jokes, dancing with him when I was little, wrapping the presents for him that he had bought. And then as I got older, him arriving on my doorstep with danishes and taking me for a walk downtown and visiting one of the cathedrals when I was going through a particularly rough time. Or when I was visiting, he would pour me a bath when I was pregnant with Josh as he entertained Zach so that I could relax. And this was like weeks before he got really sick. And the list can go on. And I realize it truly is the small things that you miss when somebody's gone, to hear their voice, to smell them, to touch them, to see them in the distance and embrace. But I can still feel his presence and influence in my life. I have felt him during some of the saddest moments and some of my best moments. He's still here. I see him sometimes in my dreams. I see him in my kids. I feel his love. I feel his spirit all around. And I know that I will see him again. And the 10th thing that he taught me is to just love people. Find the good. My dad was always looking out for the underdog, for the one who was left out, for the one that didn't seem to fit in. He sought them out. He listened. He had compassion. I think he knew what it was like to be neglected and alone. And so he wanted to make sure that people were included, that they were valued, that they knew they were of worth. And he did a very good job at that. Again, that's what I heard from people over and over at his funeral. Your dad gave me a chance. Your dad believed in me. Your dad was always asking and caring when nobody else did. Now, in keeping it real, because I know my dad also liked to keep it real. My dad was awesome, but he was also human and had all the negative 50 that we talk about. He messed up. He had his flaws. He had things that drove me absolutely crazy. We had our disagreements. We went through our ups and downs, and he had his own personal struggles. We are all the same, a mix of strengths and weaknesses. But when all is said and done, I miss him. I celebrate and honor him this week, especially after being gone for 20 years. If your parents are still around, then do me a favor. Call them hear their voice, reach out, tell them you love them, listen to them, because you will miss very tiny little bits of things when they are gone. Now, just to close off, I thought I'd share with you the poem that I read at his funeral at the end of my eulogy for him. And I like to think it sums up perfectly the transition we make between life and death. And it's called Gone From My Sight by Henry Van Dyke. I am standing upon the seashore, The ship at my side spreads her white sails to the morning breeze and starts for the blue ocean. She is an object of beauty and strength. I stand and watch her until at length she hangs like a speck of white cloud, just where the sea and sky come to mingle with each other. Then someone at my side says, there she is gone. Gone where? Gone from my sight. That is all. She is just as large in mast and hull and spar as she was when she left my side, and she is just as able to bear her load of living freight to her destined port. Her diminished size is in me, not in her. And just at the moment when someone at my side says, There she is gone, there are other eyes watching her coming and other voices ready to take up the glad shout, Here she comes. And that is dying, but that is also the celebration of life. So I hope that you will be able to reach out to the people that you love, send them a message of hope, let them know that you are thinking of them and take advantage of all the small things that we learn from each other, because those are the things that you miss when somebody is gone. Hope you had enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.